go. Here we go. Verbally Effective, Ina Esco, episode 16. And I have my sister-in-law in the studio with me today. Hi, Lakita Fox. Hi, Ina. <laughs> Happy to be here. Happy that you are here. Um, my sister-in-law, she knows a little bit about everything, but one thing that she knows for sure is about credit. Yes. She specializes in credit counseling. Well, my title is actually Financial Wellbeing Coach. Financial Wellbeing Coach. Yes. That's a pretty name. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so it encompasses more than just credit. It does. It okay. does. So I guess you can say for Operation Hope, a lot of people think that we are a credit repair company. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you can say that we are, but here's the thing. There's a twist to that. You, when you come in for your one-on-one -on -one counseling enrollment, we're going to go through everything as far as your credit report, line by line. We're going to talk about your budget. We're going to talk about your goals. And I'm going to basically give you an action plan that, you know, from everything that we've gone over, I'm going to be writing, making my notes. But I'll give you a list of everything that you have to do to fix your credit, to which increase, increases your score, increase your savings, and decrease your debt. But it's up to you to do make it work. happen oh, right you gotta oh. do the work but the the good side about this is that it's free it's free and you it's know so many people don't understand that they don't so that's why i'm so glad you're here today and before we get right into it um i just want to address something just me growing up with my mother in beaumont texas uh from what i can remember my mom really didn't preach about credit mm -hmm. you know and i moved with my dad when i was 16 and that's one of the first things that he talked to me about and it stuck with me especially you know going into college you know when you're going to college you you know you got that freedom and credit cards are all around you yes, in the bookstore look in the bookstore in the magazines all them little applications i remember my daddy said you're gonna see some applications mm -hmm. when you go to college get your and free like, t-shirt today if you sign right, right here right and look <laughs> so I had held off for the longest until I couldn't hold on no more. <laughs> I had got me a credit card, but I remember what he said. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I did pretty good with my credit uh, upon graduating college, um, being able to, you know, pretty much have A1 credit, get what I want. I'm not going to say that's the same story now, but right. you've been helping me repair my credit. Yes. So let's talk about a credit report. What does a credit report really tell you? So think about this. Um, when you go to apply for a job, they normally ask you for a piece of paper, which is your resume, right? Mm -hmm. All right. So on your resume, I can say, see where you worked before, your experiences, how long you worked there, um, whether you actually um, quit or whether you got fired, you know, in, the, in that case, on your credit report, look at that as being your financial resume. So I can see what accounts you have. I can see, your, of course, your name, social address, date of birth, and so forth. But on from the lender side, I can see whether or not you've been paying your bills on time or if you've been late. If you have any public records, um, such as bankruptcies, tax liens, and so forth. So um, it says a lot. Mm -hmm. yes. Just basically say, for, if I let you borrow $500 today and you don't pay me back, Within the time frame, you told me you were going to pay me back. Will I let you borrow money again? No. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Kiki, you're with Operation Hope. Yes. So, I know you said you're a financial well-being coach. So, what are some of the services that you provide? So, I do the adult empowerment piece, right? So, on, on in that aspect, we just do the credit counseling. 
Um, again, we start with the credit and money management workshop, which again is free. Uh, my normal workshop lasts anywhere from two to two and a half hours, but it's so much information mm-hmm. to learn. Yeah. Um, I greatly encourage everybody that can to attend. I, I normally host them one Saturday out of each month at the First Tennessee Bank um, in Senatobia on Main Street. Uh, so after you come to the workshop, so now you have the knowledge, you know, out of the book. And you somewhat will understand when we go through your one-on-one credit counseling session. At this point, you at least know how to read your credit report. You know your rights at this point. Um, and we've talked a little bit about um, how to dispute different things. Okay. So as we go through your credit report and your one-on-one credit counseling session, again, you understand. Everything starts to make sense. Now you start to have a sense of hope. Now I know what to do mm-hmm. because I didn't get that in school. You know, right. we didn't we don't get that on our job. I mean, I think it's a life course that really should be to start in our elementary schools. I think so, too. Elementary yes. from day one. Yes. So these kids because everything revolves around money. It does. So if you don't have that credit right, that credit piece right, it can affect so much from what you want to do. Exactly. Oh, my God. And our kids think that money Go, grow on the trees. Especially now. Mm-hmm. Especially they do. Now. But it takes a lot more into it. So, again, for um, the services that we offer, that we also have the home ownership piece where they also teach, you know, classes about home ownership. Again, and it's free. We have a small business piece. So even if you don't have a clue of what you want to do, you know, as far as a business, you can attend a small business workshop mm-hmm. for free to kind of give you some ideas or maybe get your mind rolling, you know, to think about what you want to do. And then we have the uh, Pope Coalition where when natural disasters happen, you know, we have uh, partners that are on the grounds, you know, helping out. Mm-hmm. And then we have the youth pitch uh, piece. So on in that piece, we have volunteers that go into schools and teach our youth, you know, financial literacy. But, of course, we have to have funding for those programs. So um, if you uh, know of anyone that would like to start the program, then, of course, you know, um, contact me so I can get you into the right, you know, person that can help. What's, what are some of the main things that can affect your credit score in a negative way? Okay. So first thing is payment history. Mm-hmm. You have definitely got to pay your bills on, on time. On time, not a day late. N- no. Well, you have a grace period time frame, right? And usually how long is the grace period? Normally it's anywhere from eight to five to ten days. Yeah. Okay. So just make sure that you find out when it is when you look, you know, when you get that account. Um, but payment history plays a big part in affecting your credit score. Mm-hmm. So Included in payment history is collections, charge-offs, tax liens, mm-hmm. uh, bankruptcies, and so forth. So um, if you have any of that, it's going to pull hard on your score because it makes up 35% of what affects your score. Mm. Okay? That's then a big it, portion. It is. <laughs> then the next piece is amounts owed, which makes up 30%. So that's the total amount of debt that you have. So it's important that you don't max out your cars or if you don't go get all these student loans that you really don't need, you mm-hmm. know? Um, because it it affects your debt. Let's say I just got a credit card. You're, you're saying I should not never wipe it out to the total. Like I Correct. should never max, never max it. Hit Absolutely. The max. What should I do? Like so, let's say the, the limit is a thousand. So here is, here is based on the pie chart, the credit pie chart. This is what we look at or lenders look at. They like to see that you have 70% available okay. of that credit limit. So in your question, to answer your question, oh God, $300. Yes. That's, that's three. If that thousand dollars has just been turned into $300 okay. and that's it. So if I go over $300, it starts to affect my score. What? Yes. Why? That's just because of how it works. That is messed up, though. It's like well, you're thinking that you have this amount to work with, 
but in in reality, you're gonna get hit with a ding if I go yes. over three hundred dollars and I have a thousand dollar limit. But here's how you can look at that: is mm-hmm. that okay? So we have credit cards. It's good that we have them that we can get approved for them. It's good they also increase our limits every so often. This means that we've been doing good as far as our payments. Mm-hmm. But lenders cannot see what you charge on your credit cards. So a good way to think mm-hmm. about this is that you know go purchase something small. And pay it off. And when I say small, I don't mean go buy uh, five shirts or that's, um, that's been on sale at Macy's. Mm-hmm. I mean go purchase a candy bar mm-hmm. for 50 cents. Mm. Pay pay it off. And then do the same thing again next month. So they don't look at the amount that you're charged. Right. If it's under that threshold. Right. Okay. They just want to know that you have that type of trade and that you can pay it off and pay it on time. Mm. That's it. Mm. What we get messed up is when we see those commercials. Hey, they having fifty percent sale off over here. You know, I can get this today, but I got to get it today to get this discount. It's on sale, right? But <laughs> it's a mindset thing. It is. It, it is. is. So we have to be disciplined. We do. So you guys are really like change agents in in changing we have your to mind be because frame. think about this if if you've done it for 15 years mm-hmm. and you're still in the same financial situation obviously you know it's, it's you just got to change your mindset yeah. so we have to start today with saying okay hey let's look at paying your debt off pay, paying your debt off paying it down to where you can get to a comfortable place but then when you start back over purchase something small so it's all about having the knowledge for one and then being responsible Okay, and I'm sure you get a lot of clients that are so happy you've entered their lives. Yes, <laughs> they are happy. So I get text messages all the time saying, you know, I'm so grateful that I had this opportunity to come and see you because mm-hmm. it does, it make a difference. But again, we were not taught. So having someone to hold you accountable, mm-hmm. yeah, it makes a difference. Now, when you think about your credit score, um, especially in these days and times, is is pretty much... What's considered a bad score bad and a good score good, like let's say 700 plus, is that good still? So, yeah, 700 to 749 is good, but excellent is 750 and above. Okay. So in in coming to Operation Hope to get your credit counseling, our mission is to at least to get you to 700 because at that point we feel like now, you know, you've increased your uh, buying power by increasing your credit score. And from there, you know, now you know what to do. So you can, you know, increase the rest on your own. So what's considered mild? All right. So if you're gonna do mild, which is fair, that's six fifty to six ninety nine. Poor is from five fifty to six forty nine, and then bad, of course, is from five fifty and below. And most of your clients are pretty much where when you get with them. There's a range. Okay. There's a range. Um, a lot of people are scared when I say, okay, let's get ready to pull your credit, mm-hmm. um, because they don't know where they're staying. A lot of people have not checked their scores at all. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's important that we do at least once a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always tell everybody it's not as bad as you think it is. Mm-hmm. And and as part of my um, job is not to judge. So even what, whatever the, the score may be, mm-hmm. our mission is to try to give you some hope to look forward to what it could be mm-hmm. if you do this. You probably had some 500s that have skipped on to 750. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes. I have one. One. Um, client that started um i think her car now was like 7-eleven when we first started the program um um, long story short though um at the end of the program she ended up buying another car and her car payment dropped at least three hundred dollars so it may may be around 350 right now Mm -hmm. so that's a big difference when you can get your score up 
And how long would you say on that particular client it took for her to improve her score to get that type of interest rate? Well, because she put in the work and she mm-hmm. did the action plan, the action items on her action plan and followed through, then I think she was in the program for maybe about six or seven months. Mm-hmm. So it all oh, depends on your mind frame. It all depends on to your budget mm-hmm. and whether or not you have the money to pay off some of the debt that you have. Um, so um, every key point, you know, plays a big part in which, you know, your action plan and getting it done. Okay, so you got to put that work in. You do. Uh, you got to put it in. Yes, now, ma'am. who all can see your credit report? So here's the thing. You have the hard inquiries and you have the soft inquiries. Mm-hmm. So the hard inquiries is when you actually go apply for credit. So when you apply, of course, they can see your credit. But on the flip side, on soft inquiries. Um, which the, is what you do. Yes, I do inquiry. a soft inquiries, yes. That means it doesn't affect your score. Um, let's think about the credit card offers that you get in the mail, uh, pre-approved offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, they've already done a soft pull on your credit. So the, they can see your credit. They already know whether or not they're going to decline you or approve you. They That's do. That's kind of like bait. Well, think about the sharing of information when mm-hmm. you apply for um, a Discover card. Mm-hmm. They may have it written in fine print where they may share your information with, you know, some more creditors or so forth. You know, so um, if they have the information, they can go into a stock pool. It doesn't affect your score, but they can see, you know, so they may um, send you an offer from, um, I don't know, Capital One. Mm-hmm. They may say, oh, American Express and say, hey, I see you have a good credit history. Like, you know, I want to get you in over here. Um, and they'll still deny you, but they will. You know, what, what your score is and what makes up the score so that, you know, you'll know why you get declined or you just don't even get it. Wow. Now, what is like the ideal number of credit cards you should have on you? You only need one. One. You only need one, one credit card. Okay. I have another client who has... But 29 credit cards. 29? 29. It's, that's too many. So here's the thing. Not only do you have to stay on your 30%, you have to keep those cards active. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can go make one purchase here and then, okay, just not use the card. Because if a certain time frame has passed and you haven't used the card yourself, the creditor will close it out. Mm-hmm. And closing out your credit card affects your credit score. Why? It's bad. Why? It's bad to close out your car, even yes. if you've paid it off. Correct. It so is pay, bad to pay close it out off your is good, card. but don't close it out. Because lenders like to see that you have, they look at the average age of your oldest account. So if you close it out, you lose all of that credit history. Okay. So if you want to pay it off, just keep it open. Right. So I'll tell anybody when um, when you get um, tempted to get a car, think about the fact that you got to keep it active. You got to stay on your 30%. And think about if not, if you're going to use it or not. Why did your client have 29 cards? Because she could get approved for it. Yeah, I mean, oh let's just think about this. I go to Victoria's Secret, they offer me a car, and just because I can get it, oh, I'm going to get it because I shop at Victoria's Secret. I'm going to do the same thing at Macy's, J.C. Penney. I'm going to go. They're offering me because I got good credit. They offer me cards left and right, so I'm going to take it. But that's not the responsible way to look at that. Mm-hmm. I remember them days. Oh, <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Oh, wow. But if I have one major credit card, I can use it anywhere. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. So what about identity theft? Is it a lot of that going on? I know even, you know, with this digital world we live in, it's so easy for hackers to get our information. So what's going on in the... Every day, all day, you know, me coming out of the banking world, um, we used to see it a lot. I mean, people would hack uh, your accounts if they get got your personal information. So it's very, very important that you... um 
keep that information safe. Um, just some tip, tips to prevent identity theft. Um, be careful about disclosing your personal information, such as your social security number and your account numbers. Um, keep a close eye on your financial statements and inquire right away about unfamiliar items. Um, you got to think about this. If something went wrong with your account, you have so many days to report it to your bank before you can even get them to refund you your money. Mm -hmm. And if it's after that time frame, then there's nothing that they can do. All right. Opt out of those pre-approved credit solicitations. Um, because if you don't, what if someone hacks your mail? Mm. They can just get it and sign their name to it and pretend to be you. Oh, my. Yeah, so that's important. Uh, pay attention to change of address notifications. Um, if you did not file for a change and received a notice, then you want to contact your post office right away. Um, try not to write your personal information um, when writing a check unless it's absolutely necessary. You know, when you go to the uh, grocery stores, they may ask for your driver's license number or your social, and they want you to write it on the top of your check. I just say if they ask for it, that's fine. But to get it pre-printed on there, on all your checks, don't do that. Mm -hmm. That's too much information. Um, try not to store personal information on your computer unless absolutely necessary. And that's mostly how a lot of the identity theft is happening today. Yeah, we've so much through, on our computers yes, I, Yeah, through the computers. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And you know how you get the little notification that actually if you want to save this password, you know, don't save I never it. Save yeah, the always password. hit never. Because if your if your account gets hacked or your phone gets stolen, they can get that information. Mm, 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 it's mm. just like so many things to worry about in this digital world because, you know, so many people, for example, with social media, mm -hmm. um, you could be on Facebook and then something pops up. And, exactly. And that's nothing but a hacker. I it is. That, that's a hacker. I'm it not is. clicking on that. So think about uh, what what is it? Target, Walmart, mm -hmm. every year around Christmas time, right. their systems are getting hacked, you know. So then you got to get new debit cards. And you gotta go got to go through that process. Yeah, you do. <laughs> You do. So it's scary. It's very scary. Do you think that we'll one day be obsolete with credit cards and go to something different? I doubt it because it's too convenient. Mm -hmm. They may come up with, you know, different ways to help protect from identity theft. But as far as doing away with it, I doubt it. Maybe like not have a tangible car, but you got credit on your phone. You can just swipe your phone. It, it's a great idea. Who knows? Mm -hmm. They're always changing stuff. Mm -hmm. Who knows what the next uh, gadget <laughs> will be? For real, that might be around the corner. <laughs> Eli may make that jump up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about a person that may feel like dire straits. My credit is so fucked up. Like, uh, <laughs> when should I think about filing bankruptcy? I get that all the time. Mm -hmm. I do. But the first thing I want to say is before you just go file bankruptcy, First, seek professional help first. Mm -hmm. I mean, such as coming to operation help, uh, seeking a, seeing a credit counselor such as myself. Uh, and let's talk about it. Analyze everything as a whole. Because with us not having the knowledge, you know, our first thing is just to say, hey, let's just wipe, uh, wipe my slate clean and just start over fresh. But then there are other ways and other options out there for you that you're just not uh, you know, aware about, aware of. Sorry. Um, so start with Operation Hope. Then if you've exhausted all of other options, then I would say file bankruptcy. Give me an example of someone needing to file bankruptcy. Maybe if your debt is, well, I'll, uh, hold on. I, let's see. I have a client. Well, yeah, had a client that uh, came to the program, and I think the debt total was maybe over $500,000. That's a lot. Yes. And so... Um, not only was the debt high, I mean, no savings at all. Um, 
credit score was bad, so they couldn't get approved for anything. So they've exhausted everything, you know. So in that case, I would say file bankruptcy. Mm. And what does that really mean, bankruptcy? It all depends on which bankruptcy that you file. That's why I said do your research because um, there's Chapter 7, 11, and 12. There's also 13. So do your research on the different types of bankruptcy so you know what you're getting into. Know what, what components are involved in each bankruptcy because from me just doing credit counseling, I know that um, 13 may involve with them be involved with them putting you on a budget, which is something that you can do on your own. So if in this case maybe – the bankruptcy is taking pretty much of your full check and maybe leave you with a hundred dollars to budget with all for the rest of the month. Well, you can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, if it, if it means calling your creditors to, to make negotiations saying that I can pay you $20 a month here, you know, we, we have to pick up the phone and let our creditors know what's going on. Um, so again, with saying that you could do that. You don't need the, the lawyers and attorneys and the courts to tell you, you know, how much you can pay a month, call them and let them know what's going on. Even if it means you putting it in writing, Saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time right now. I know I signed this contract stating that I was going to pay you this money back. But life happened, you know, and life is going to continue to happen. But what options do you have for me to work this out so that I can pay you and get back on, you know, get, get back in good standards? So if I were to file bankruptcy, how does that affect your credit report? So it affects your credit score tremendously because remember I told you on the pie, based on the pie chart, uh, bankruptcy falls on the payment history, mm-hmm. and payment history is the biggest piece 35%. of the pie, thirty five percent. So I would say anywhere from a hundred to you know to more points, you know, in effect in, in a number sense. And how long would that last? So if you're filing Chapter Seven, it lasts for ten years from the filing date. If you file chapter, well, sorry, chapter 7, 11, and 12 is 10 years from the filing date. And if you file chapter 13, it's 7 years from the filing date. And, of course, any accounts included within both bankruptcies is 7 years from the date that they reported. It's a long time, but there's life after. Mm -hmm. So when a day comes for it to fall off, it'll be like it never existed. And guess what? Your score shoot back up. After 10 years. After 10 years. Or 7. 7 years, yes, ma'am. So in the meantime, it's important to know that you can rebuild after you've been discharged. Mm -hmm. So it's important to know that. But again, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't know. I have pool credit um, for clients and they just, you know, off the bat told me, well, hey, Miss Fox, I have I filed bankruptcy. So I know my score going to be bad. Well, when I pull it, it's not on there. That means the time frame has gone and left. So. It's, it's like it never existed. And I'm like, oh, hey, you know, you thought mm-hmm. it was this. But, hey, boo, you got a 650 or so, you boom, know. Boom. Exactly. People, you need to seek my sister-in-law's services at Operation Hope. It's important that even if you don't trust the program in helping you get your credit up, it's important that you attend the workshop. Mm-hmm. Get the information. It's free. We give you the booklets. You know, uh, that guides you through. It gives you sample settlement letters, sample dispute letters. It gives the information to the credit bureaus. It tells you your rights. It talks about identity theft. It's important that you get the book. But you can't get the book until you attend the workshop. Mm -hmm. And, again, it's free. So um, try to get out there. So interesting. What if a person is just deep in death? What should they immediately do? Well, um, same scenario such as if you want to file bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. I would say to please come see me. Call me and make an appointment so that we can at least sit down and talk about 
everything um looking at your budget as a whole looking at your credit as a whole because it may not be as bad as you think mm-hmm. okay because sometimes when you're dealing with debt debt it can be overwhelming and you just don't know which way to turn mm-hmm. so start with calling me again lakita vox with operation hope my number is 662-292-2418 and again even though my office is in Senatobia, i can meet sometimes at the south haven library horn lake library right now i'm working in um Tate County, Tunica County, Panola County, and DeSoto County. So if you're in those areas, call me, please. What if they're in Memphis? I will come to Memphis, too. Do you have any, like, outrageous stories from your clients? So it's funny that you say that. I had another coach to call today, and um, she had a client sitting at her desk, and she pulled credit, and the credit show deceased. Mm-hmm. And that was so funny. Um, she's not deceased. No, she's not deceased. She was actually sitting across the table. So I did ask her to verify the social, uh, verify the information on the credit reports, of, you know, make sure that it was hers. But here's the thing. In certain cases, all it takes is for one person to punch in the wrong number for the wrong social or maybe even misspell your name. Um, for example, John Doe. There could be millions of John Doe's out there. So maybe they mix my, mix my name up with the other John Doe that lives down the street from me. Mm. So first, it's important that we check it. But also, too, in, in that case, maybe it may be beneficial for them to go to the Social Security office to verify that they don't have me listed as deceased. Mm-hmm. That has happened before as well. So That is crazy. It is. It oh, is. Wow. Any other interesting stories? Um, Another one I could think of is when we go through the budget okay a lot of people get mad at this point because uh, well in the workshop we have so much fun we learn so much information but in the but when we get to the one-on-one credit counseling it gets real when we talk about the budget so as we're going through everything and i ask you okay what do you pay for on a monthly basis people tend to leave out that they go get their hair done go get their nails done or maybe they want to go buy a drink on friday night they tend to leave that out Mm -hmm. where i have to include it in your budget that's something that you pay for Mm-hmm. So when we find out that you are coming out in the negative at the end of your budget, my job is to help you try to weed out the unnecessary expenses, which may be that special drink you have on Friday night. And they don't want to hear that. <laughs> Not the drink. They don't want to hear because they're stressed out. They're overwhelmed, so they need the drink. So let's find a way to make that fit in your budget, mm-hmm. again, by going through everything. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can cut off the cable for a little while. Mm-hmm. So it's not a permanent thing that we're doing. It's only temporary till you get to where you want to be, to where we can get your in savings increase, okay, and help you pay down some of your debt that you have. Mm-hmm. So why do you think people just don't know about their credit score? Because you said a lot of times people never have pulled it. They like- don't teach it. You got to think about it. It's not taught in our schools. Mm-hmm. I mean, and if our parents weren't taught, how would they teach us? Mm-hmm. So it's important that today, we start today trying to find a way to learn or either do our own research in regards to financial literacy. Wow. I mean, that's a big piece of our lives. It is. I feel like they could replace financial literacy truthfully with, I don't know, um, name a social studies, social studies, something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They could replace that with financial literacy, you know, or maybe even cut out some extracurricular activities and put in finance because we need it. Mm -hmm. They, I mean, it's a life lesson thing. And I mean, they're going to go through it. 
I don't care what age they are, they're going to go through it. Have you ever had a client that used their children's social to get credit? I hear a lot of, about that. I, when I was in banking, I taught a class at the library, and um, it was about just budgeting and learn how to write a check, you know, learn how to balance a checkbook. And m- I'll say 90% of the class had their identity used or their social used by their parents. No. For phone 90%. bills. Yes, for phone bills. Um, what was the other thing? I think it was it was uh hmm. energy light bill. That's crazy. That's yes, sad. But they do it. Oh. But man. those children now need to know what to do to get out of that situation. And sometimes it may be even filing a police report. Mm-hmm. Oh, against your mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Oh wait. It gets mm-hmm. serious with this credit. It gets serious because now for you to say that, you know, that's not you or to prove it's not you, they want to actually know that it's not you. Even if them they have to make you feel like you're the criminal. Mm. But it seems like these hackers are getting slicker and slicker. Mm-hmm. They are. They are. So let's say if you are a victim of identity theft, <clears throat> number one, you want to contact your uh, creditors. Don't just start. Let's say the identity theft happened with uh, my Macy's account. I don't want to just call Macy's. I want to call every creditor that I have just so I can let them know, hey, this has happened to me. So to make sure this account, you know, this other account doesn't get hacked, I want you to make notes. I want you to, you know, put anything that you can on my account to say, hey, stop before you before you let anybody pull my information to verify that it is me. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, place a fraud alert on your credit report. So once you actually file a fraud alert on your credit report, with one credit bureau. So maybe you call TransUnion. TransUnion will report it to Equifax and to Experience. So you only have to call one. Um, number three, review your credit reports. So after you place, place that fraud alert on your um, credit report, now you are liable or you have the option to go get an- another free copy of your credit reports from annualcreditreport.com and look at it. I want to see is all, everything that's listed on my credit report mine. And if it's not, I want to dispute it. Okay. Um, Number four, closing the accounts that have been tampered with or open fraudulently. So remember I talked about um, us closing out accounts that will help, you know, hurt our credit score. Mm -hmm. In this case, they will close out the old accounts but open up new ones and transfer the good history to my new account. Okay, so just so they can close out the fraudulent account. Um, Number five, you want to file a police report with your local police or uh, the police in the community where the identity theft took place. So that's important. Mm -hmm. Maybe it happened in Memphis. But I live in DeSoto County. Mm. Well, I may have to come to Memphis to file a A police report. Right. Mm. All right. So then finally, I want to contact the Federal Trade Commission because I want to make sure those people get caught. I mean, you took my money. I want you to get paid. You know, I want you to pay back for what, you know, you took. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what if you have okay credit, but you want to start a business and get a business credit on your business Mm -hmm. account? Does one affect the other? Well, think about this. When first starting, your business doesn't have any credit at all, so they're going to have to go buy your credit. So it's important that you at least get your credit up and then start to obtain the business credit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are, are, are there the same standards? No, not quite. So Is it more lenient for business? I wouldn't say more lenient, but it is important. It's, there's certain pieces that you have to get done um, on the business side. So I definitely encourage them to attend the small business uh, workshop so they can learn about the business side of things. Wow. But it's free, so too. Informative. Yes. <laughs> Aren't you on uh, social media? I am. So follow me on my Facebook page. It's Hope Inside First Tennessee Cenotopia. Okay. You guys better follow my sister-in-law because she's going to have your credit at a 750 or more. Got to come see me. The, the 
the range on paper says 300 to 850 with a FICO score. Mm. But I've seen I'm um, uh, 905. Mm, I think you're going to have me in an 800 by hey. now, At least by November. Hey. I need it done by November. But you know what, though? It's going to be up to you, boo. <laughs> I know, right? I gave you an action plan. Yes, you, you stick did. it on your refrigerator? Yes, I already Okay. <laughs> I work so you got to get to work. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Thank you so much for coming by the podcast. Episode 16, my sister-in-law, Lakita Fox, with Operation Hope. You are very welcome. Mm-hmm.